Hello and welcome to this edition of Deeper. And it's fantastic to have with me today, Angie Lewis. Welcome, Angie. Thank you. It's good to be here. Another first for me. Is it? Well, <laughs> we're all doing first year on lockdown, aren't we? It's uh, a lot of things that we're trying out. Yeah. Uh, Angie is uh, our, one of our church wardens. Uh, we had Dave last week, who was a church warden, and now we've got uh, Angie to complete the set. <laughs> but, uh, we're uh, going to talk about the uh, passage and the sermon that was preached on Sunday. And I talked about uh, a part of our vision, which is seeking the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, uh, but before we do that, Angie, I think it would be good if we ask people to read the passage, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's an excellent idea. It is. So what we're going to do is ask you to read Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 11. And when you finish reading the passage, uh, to restart the video. So press pause, read the passage, and then restart the video. So Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 11. Great. Okay, so Angie, uh, what did you get out of the sermon? Uh, did you, just a couple of things, just to kind of point people to what it was about, and uh, yeah, just what was well, your thoughts? Yeah, well, uh, for me, I thought the waiting, mm. the waiting, they had to wait, and I liked the fact that you talked about in the Old Testament, you know, they they waited for the Holy Spirit, and it was. Actually, I sort of thought about that afterwards and I thought it was on one person, not on the corporate body, because that didn't happen till after Jesus had gone to heaven, did it? But yeah. in the Old Testament, it was it was um, they waited um, and God spoke to a person and yeah. then he shared with the community. Um, so I, I love that. Um, and I thought when you said we can't do anything without the Holy Spirit, I thought that was really powerful and the secret place the fact that this is a time when we're in the secret place and that's not been my experience in the past of when the Holy, when I've seen the Holy Spirit come um it was always together yeah. in a prayer meeting of, of of us praising God and intentionally seeking and so for me it's been a new experience as well very much so so different from the past where and I found that difficult from the point of view of procrastination a bit, um, a distraction. You yeah. know, I don't, um, I think, come on now, just sit and be quiet and wait and ask. And then I think, oh, I'll just do that bit of washing up or I'll just make that soup. So, yeah. mm, I think the important thing I wanted to try and get across was that um, it's really easy in this lockdown time to not really engage with the spirit mm. of God. Uh, and I think that would be a mistake. You know, it's um, this is different for all of us, but we can still uh, receive the power of the Holy Spirit and still engage with the Spirit and still learn about the Spirit of God during this time. So uh, that was one of the things I wanted to try and encourage people to reflect on and to act on. So, mm -hmm. but we're, should we have a little look at the passage? Um, yeah. in, in lots of ways, this is a passage that we all know well. Um, and actually, there's, there's not a lot to draw out of the passage unless you want to go into all the different places where the people <laughs> came from. I don't think we want to do, do we? So uh, we're just going to go through it verse by verse. And uh, so we're going to look at uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 1, just to start with. Very simple verse, uh, setting the scene. But um, there's a few things there. Is there anything that struck you, Angie, about verse 1 of chapter 2? Yeah, they were all together. Yeah, yeah. They were all together in one place. 
And I like that. I know we can't be at the moment, but I like that. I miss that. Yeah. And as you said before, that is our normal experience of the Spirit of God when we're all together. Um, but that's not our experience now, is it? And I think, you know, the, uh, that all together talks about unity. Mm. Um, and the fact is that we can still be united even though we're apart. And yes. uh, I think there's something important there. But there's, um, there's something struck me as well uh, about where they are. Because for everyone, I think, in our heads, we, we think they are in the upper room. But it doesn't say that, does it? Yeah. It says that. No, it doesn't. One, they're in the upper room when they're deciding what to do about the replacements of Judas and all that kind of stuff. But it doesn't say that here. It simply says they were in a certain place, you know, you know just gathered together. And um, it, we don't know it's the upper room. We know it's no. a house from later on, but we don't know it's the upper room, which uh, is one of those little things. It's like Christmas. We all think we know the Christmas story. Uh, and yet there's all sorts of things that we've made assumptions about that become truth uh, and yet aren't true. And here we don't know it's the upper room. It could be. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, it's a bit disconcerting, really, isn't it? When you've had this picture in your head, yeah. get rid of that. <laughs> but it's interesting for me that uh, Luke doesn't focus on where. It's it's the when. Mm. This is, you know, this is on um, the day of Pentecost. Of course, we think of Pentecost as the day of the coming of the Holy Spirit. But actually, for the Jews, it was Harvest Festival. That's what it was about, you know. So um, that that to me is a is an interesting thing because this was the beginning of the harvest, mm. not just for the Jews but also for the new church because three thousand people were harvested that day. Mm. They came to faith, and um, that, you know, for me that that's like a little. In, I like that kind of play of ideas and that symbolism. Mm. And then uh, verses two and three. Uh, so we have here the. Uh, uh, the tongues of fire and the, the wind. It's um, powerful stuff, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I love that. Um, again, intensity of the, the whole house was filled. It was filled um, where they were sitting. And, and you wonder what it sounded like, you know, as well as what it felt like. Was, did it shake? Did it kind of quake? And seeing these tongues of fire, you just think, oh, wow, they must have been scared or um, yeah. sort of, amazed at the same time i think if i saw tongues of fire i'd be going wow what's going on here now yeah i know i mean it, it you it's hard to put yourself there and imagine what they felt it yeah. really is because I, I think there must have been something at the very least it was awesome in the proper mm. use of that word you know you'd have been filled with awe mm. um mm. but i could imagine some of them being scared yeah. um because you know we've seen that I think it, even in some of the outpourings of the spirit mm. our day, people get afraid of that, and it's nothing like this. It's nothing because powerful, is it? And yet mm. people get afraid. Mm. And I think there's there's something powerful as well in, in the imagery of those things, isn't it? You know, both the wind uh, and the fire are both uncontrollable, untamable, yeah. uh, which I think says something to us about the nature of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to be messed with. Not to be messed with indeed. <laughs> uh, and um, 
I mean, trying to, you know, when you when I look at these things, especially for deep, and I'm trying to just draw out stuff. Uh, there's sometimes little things that, that pop up to me, you know, so um, like the wind came from heaven, uh, which is how it describes it. And um, I think, well, what's that actually mean? Does it mean it was simply sent from God or in, unlike a wind for us, which is kind of crossed that way? Did the wind actually feel like it was almost coming mm. downward? Is that what they were trying to say? You know, it must have been a very disconcerting thing. And then uh, with the fire, it says it rested on them. The fire stayed with them. Um, I think there's something powerful there about just, ex- you know, our experience, the Holy Spirit. It is something, it's, it's not momentary. Mm. You know, the Holy Spirit comes and fills us and it's, he stays, he stays yeah. with us. Yeah, and it's, what I love about it is this isn't fire that would burn them. No. This is, this is beautiful. It's, it's, it's so exciting. It was a fire that rested on them, but there was nothing to burn them. It was all to do with enduring, enduing them with this power. Yeah. And you just think that's incredible because we look at fire and we touch a flame. Ooh, you know, we don't want to get yeah. burnt. But this was like consuming, consuming, mm-hmm. but not hurting them. But in fact, giving them the opposite of hurt, yeah. giving them incredible joy. Yeah. Um- and I know, I know even for some people reading this, it's a scary thing to think about. Um, and a lot of people like to focus on the Holy Spirit as the dove, you know, gentle and soft um, and quiet. Uh, and that is definitely one aspect of how he works. Uh, but we can't ignore this other aspect as well. No. You need both and. It's, yeah. you know, to ignore one is, is to do a disservice to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And then verse four, we get into uh, uh, tongues, yeah. <laughs> which has always been a contentious issue. Mm-hmm. Um, hot topic. <laughs> it is always a hot topic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So what do you make of them receiving tongues here? Well, I think it's interesting because they were... It was different, wasn't it? It was it was an amazing, something completely different outside their own experience. And it was God giving them this incredible, these languages. Um, and I and they were able to just praise him without using their brain, if you like. They were just praising God. Um, and they began to speak as the spirit enabled them. And I think that's the important thing. It's as the spirit enabled them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's something that we need to hold on to if we think we're fearful about tongues. It's mm. the spirit that enables us to speak yeah. in the tongues. And we there's experiences in in history in life where people have actually been in situations of if you like scary situations in another country and they've spoken in tongue in a tongue that God's given them. And it's a tongue that's of that country. You don't know what tongue you've been given. It's a heavenly language, but it also might well be a language that's in the world. That's right. So I, I mean, find Paul, yeah. Paul talks about, doesn't he, about uh, kind of the tongues of, of angels, which are languages yeah. that you know no one has ever heard before, and also the tongues of men, uh, which is what we have here. And it is extraordinary, isn't it, to be able to speak a language without having to go through the experience of learning it. I would, wouldn't we all just love that? Yeah, fab. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but it is a it's a, it's a strange and remarkable and and for mm-hmm. me I mean I, I speak in tongues and it's a lovely gift mm-hmm. um, it's it's one of those I, I, yeah sorry I love it I love it when I'm scared Steve yeah that's when I use tongues and I don't know what to say and I'm, I'm in the car something looks terrifying on the motorway and and I'm speaking tongues and I had an experience when I was 14 we were going to Hiley House all in a big like a coach type not not a coach a dormobile we called them in those days people carry it and um my father was in the front with the driver and this this oil tanker jackknifed across the other side of the road in front of us and it was as if it went in slow motion and suddenly the whole van was speaking in tongues and this it was like in slow motion and do you know what that jackknifed and it literally was that far away from our car when it stopped and then the whole van I don't know how many it was just started to praise God yeah. You know, got out and made sure that everyone was okay. But that was where I learned when I'm scared, speak in tongues. You know, I mean, he hears us when we just say help too. Yeah, you know, yeah. but it was amazing. Yeah, I mean, and here we have tongues being used in a different way. This is simply praise, but also proclamation, isn't it? And um, yeah. and it's one of the few times where tongues it, we see in scripture anyway is described in this way that you know it's this was almost evangelistic. Yes. People came to faith because of this, because they all heard the wonders of God declared in their own language. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and just for a bit of context, you know, for most people, uh, they would have spoken Greek. Uh, all of those who were there from all those different places, um, they'd have spoken Greek probably. Uh, they may have spoken Aramaic. Uh, and for some of the, 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 some, for, for the, some of the Jews, they'd have maybe spoken Hebrew. They didn't yeah. speak Hebrew, um, but most of them would have. Uh, and then they also used the language of where they came from. These were multi multilingual people, you know, and um, they put us to shame, really, don't they? <laughs> uh, but there's that. There's a little thing in there, isn't it? About um, it says, "How can this be? These are Galileans." Yes, yeah, Galileans so- were. Uh, they they were they were not the most well schooled people. No, no. They, they, wouldn't have learned, yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't have learned the languages from elsewhere, but um, you know, they, they spoke these languages. But the most important part of the verse mm. is, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the important part of the verse, isn't it? In verse uh, five, it's not that they spoke in tongues. The, the, I mean, that is important, but the most important no. part is they were filled with the Spirit because that is the key thing, isn't it? And then verse uh, six onwards is all about this whole ex- um, experience of what the people heard. Um, is there anything that you want to draw out of that? So it's, uh, yeah, they were, they were bewildered because they heard them speaking in their own language. They were utterly amazed. Uh, yeah. Are these people, they're Galileans. How can they do this? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a, a very important thing for those who feel that they're a bit inferior, that they're not as clever or academic as other people, that therefore they can't do anything spiritual. Or I mean, I come from that. I didn't pass me eleven plus, so I've all, you know I've had to work that one through. But the fact is that that you know God can still use you. You might be a Galilean, but you know God 
that's the whole beauty of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit coming on you. You don't have to have a blinking degree, do you? No, no. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. The Holy Spirit is the kind of great leveler, isn't he? he? He makes us all equal, really. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we're going to move on to just think about some of the application of this. And uh, we're going to go a little bit wider. So there's uh, a lot there in that passage, Angie. Uh, well, how do we apply this? What, what, and how do we pick up on some of the things that were in the sermon on Sunday? So do you want to go first? What do you think are the key application points here? Well, I feel um, that what you said um, about praying for power, as happened for them in this scripture, they prayed for the power to come. Um, and the thing is, if we pray for the power of God to come upon us, then we can serve more effectively. It's not in our own strength. And the other thing for me was um, the intensity, praying in the secret place for the intensity of the power of God to come. Mm. I love that picture of the temple being filled with the glory of God and it kept on being filled. So are we doing, you know, that's, am I doing that? Am I intensely asking for the intensity to come mm. powerfully into my life of the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important, isn't it? That in this kind of uh, lockdown time that we have some focus to how we pray and, and, and I'm pretty sure, I mean, we don't know, it's not there in the scripture, but those disciples, as they, they met together on that day of Pentecost, I'm sure at the very least they had at the back of their minds, Jesus saying to them, and you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Yeah. You know, I'm sure they had that at the back of their minds. Um, and, and maybe it was at the forefront and that's what they were praying for. And of course, what happens, the filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and then preach the gospel and 3,000 are added to their number that day. It became a day of harvest, spiritual harvest. And yeah, we, need to yeah. be praying for, we need to be praying for spiritual power. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and you know, in this time, we've got nothing else we can do. <laughs> it's like, let's make the most of this, you know, in that, this waiting time that we're in, let's pray for power. Because we don't know what we're going out from, do we? We don't know what this is. As you said uh, in the sermon, we, we don't know what to expect. And therefore, if we pray for more power of God to come upon us more intense, we won't fear mm. what's ahead. We will be in partnership with the, us, the church, with God, yeah. uh, with the Holy Spirit, to be able to serve. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, for me, the, I mean, when I preached, I felt the intensity thing was quite important because we, we, I, I think we sometimes get in the rut. You know, we experience yeah. something of the Holy Spirit uh, and we're quite happy with that. We're content with that. Yeah. And yet he yeah. wants to keep adding more and more and more and more. And we're like, I'm okay as I am really, yeah. you know, but the, 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 the challenge for me personally is, how am I growing in that power? Is the intensity of God's power going to grow in me? It's a challenge, isn't it? It is a challenge. It is, yeah. And we so easily will go and sit in our lounge and pick up the magazine or put the telly on, in my case, and watch another episode of The Crown. And, <laughs> you know, that's not wrong. But it is if I've decided before that that I'm going to go and sit with God for half an hour and yeah. learn a bit more and ask for more. Yeah, you, you know, it's it's 
what what are what are my priorities you know and you know it's hard for everyone isn't it, at the moment because i mean pretty much everyone i've spoken to they are fed up with this lockdown it's not like the the first lockdown uh you can see everyone well most people are kind of just struggling with it uh and it's it can be a challenge just to pray it is but that the lockdown, how we feel about it, should not be a barrier to us praying for more God's power in our lives. One of the things I'm, I find helpful to me is God's promises. Mm. So I, I decide, right, I'm going to do this and I'm going to sit and I'm going to, what are your promises that you'll be with me? What are your promises about fear? So I go through, I, I Google, I look them up, then get my Bible out. Yeah. And I think it helps us to start to sit and wait and sit in his, sit with his promises to mm. keep us going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think one of the things um, I get out of this passage as well is the necessity of the Holy Spirit to see a harvest. Yeah. Um, because I mean, every Christian I know would love to see their church grow. They'd love to see more people coming to know Jesus. Uh, I don't know of any Christian who wouldn't agree with that, mm. and yet. Most of us want to do it in our own strength. Yeah. Most of us want to do it our way. Um, and God has shown us how we see a harvest of souls. It is through his power. Um, and I think that's important for us as well, that we, we realize that if we are to see a revival of any kind in our town, it's not simply about us doing things our way. It has to be was being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and doing things his way. Mm, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Waiting on him, listening. Yeah. yeah. Listening yeah. In that secret place. What are you saying to us, God? Mm. You know, and then sharing it. If you feel God's got something in your time that you've had in the secret place in this lockdown, that God's speaking yeah. to us. Mm. Well, let's share it, you know, with each other. Mm. Uh, yeah. In the missional communities, you know, in in our leader meetings, let's seek it. Let's let's ask, mm -hmm. you know, for that um, revelation to yeah. come, revival to come. Mm -hmm. And it starts with us, doesn't it? You know, it starts with each person, and it's that whole thing of, "Am I right with you today? Mm -hmm. I need to say sorry because I got cross." It's that sounds so simple, but God does work in us whether we're not sorry or sorry he prefers it if we're sorry because i think his power's more intense then because we're cleaned out we're holy vessels aren't we exactly and he can move then you know when we're in i don't want to go too much to the past but when you're on your knees or you're crying out to god all of you together it doesn't matter if you're in separate houses now and you're really sorry mm -hmm. for the state you know or and you're asking for renewal to come he does hear mm. if but are we are we made sure that inside of us we're kind of like cleansed yeah. we've sorted out the forgiveness issues as much as we can uh, yeah. all those things help towards revival coming yeah exactly and um, and there was a verse that you mentioned to me before uh, from Zechariah which is important here isn't it what's that verse oh yeah not by might nor by man's power, but, but, but by my spirit, says the Lord God Almighty. Yeah. It's a, that's a great verse. That was given to me for my confirmation when I was 14. Yeah, yeah. 
And you could imagine the disciples here, couldn't you? you know, they've just been told by Jesus, go and make disciples of all the world. And and particularly maybe Peter, you know, that can't, he was a bit of a gung-ho character. He's like, <laughs> either being off, and yet Jesus says, no, wait, because not by your might, but by the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. And um, we need to keep holding on to that, but it is yeah. only either by the Spirit of God. Yeah. Have you got any other uh, application points before we move into some questions? Um, I think that's mainly, mainly. Well, I've got two quick ones. One is um, that the work of the Spirit will always be misunderstood. Mm. Uh, And we see that in in just the next couple of verses where people are saying, oh, they're just drunk and all those kind of things. Even in in the verses that we read, people didn't understand what was going on. and you know, one of the fears that people have is, well, how will I look to my friends if you know I start prophesying or speaking in tongues or all those kind of things? In the end, that doesn't matter. No. What really matters is being filled with the Spirit and allowing the Spirit of God to work in you. Oh. And um, oh. and then that picks up on was continually growing and being filled with the Spirit of God. And um, I think those two things just go hand in hand all the time, that we can't allow what other people might think because the work of the Spirit, the work of God is always misunderstood. Um, and we need to hold on to the truth. Yeah. Let's, um, let's think about some questions for people to reflect on over uh, these next few days, either as uh, part of a mission community or individually at home. So we're going to go a little bit further. So, Angie, uh, do you want to go first? Uh, what questions would you like people to, to reflect on? Well, firstly, um, my, one of my questions is, are you intentionally seeking the intensity of the Holy Spirit in your life? Mm. And the second one is, are you preparing in the secret place, which we're waiting now in, so that you're ready for a new era of God, what God wants you to do. Yeah. That, that, that new era thing, is a, it came, that came out in our PCC meeting last week, didn't it? Yeah, it did, uh, yeah. Margaret, Margaret King described it like that. There's, um, yeah, then after the pandemic, it is a new era. There's, things will have changed. And yeah. uh, if we're to be effective, then we need to be seeking God in that new era. Yeah, yeah, very good. Okay, good. Two good questions. Um, my two questions are: um, How would you describe your experience of the Holy Spirit right now? Uh, are you on fire, or just a faint little ember? Um, and if you're a faint little ember, what are you going to do? And that's picking up on Angie's two questions. Uh, and my second question is this: What are the barriers to you receiving? more of the holy spirit today because uh, we all have them we all have things that we're dealing with issues maybe as angie talked about before there's unforgiveness or there's sin in our lives um maybe we're just complacent and content uh but what are the barriers so there's four questions for you to reflect on uh please do that either on your own or in mission communities um and that brings our time together to an end angie thank you Thank you for joining us. It's been good to have you with us. I've enjoyed it. Thank you very much. I hope you'll do it again sometime. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> if I pass the test. <laughs> I'll be past the test. Don't worry. 
So uh, do have a good week and we will see you on Sunday, I hope. Uh, if not, do join us again next week for another edition of Deeper. So take care, stay safe and yeah. goodbye. Take care. Bye.